Hello, 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 everybody. This is Tanika Steens, and I am your host for Mind Your Business. And tonight, my guest is Isaiah Houston, and he is the host and producer of the Southern Spectra podcast and the Southern Spoonful podcast. And he's been podcasting for just a little over a year. He's grown to come to love podcasting with hard work and dedication and an open mind for podcasting. But it turns out he loves storytelling. And what better way to communicate than telling stories? And tonight he is my guest and he will honor us with his presence by telling us his love of podcasting. And maybe he might even tell us some stories. So with no further ado, please welcome Isaiah to Mind Your Business. Isaiah, please tell us who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Well, thank you uh, so much for allowing me to be here on your show. It is a pleasure and an honor. Um, well, a little bit about me. I'm uh, I'm from South Carolina, South Carolina native. Um, I'm down near close to the low country of South Carolina. So about an hour, a little over an hour away from the beach, from that coastal region. And just growing up, you know, uh, I always heard these stories, the, these things that my grandmother would tell. And, you know, before long, it kind of became ingrained in, in what I knew as truth. And like I said, like I told you before, you know, that storytelling is a basic form of communication and it, it goes back. It's one of the earliest forms of record keeping. And so as time went on, these stories would be passed down from generation to generation. And when I started out podcasting, I was like, you know, I'm really intrigued with these stories, these these legends, these myths, these this folklore. And before long, I realized that it wasn't that so much that I was enthralled with, but the fact of storytelling in general, I love to sit down and hear a good story. And, uh, you know, and that's the great thing about all of us. We all have a great story to tell. Um, others are more jagged than others, but you know, it, you know, it makes for a story nonetheless. And so me, I started out with the Southern Spectre podcast and I was very slow at first. I was, I didn't know, am I doing it right? A am I sounding okay? Or, But before long, a few episodes in, I eventually found my voice. And once I did, it just kind of, you know, steamrolled from there. And uh, yeah, I mean, it it's, it's, it's been quite the journey. Um, I've never took it as, I take it seriously, but not to the point where I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make some huge bank off of this or anything because I don't just don't see that happening. But it's it's almost therapeutic, uh, so to speak, because in my podcast, I am a solo host. Uh, what you hear now is my voice. I'm most of the time I'm the only one on it, not unless I have a special guest or friend uh, for a specific episode or something. But uh, for the most part, it's just me. And it's kind of hard to uh, banter back and forth with yourself. So I had to make it interesting. So <laughs> before long, I was throwing different things in there, different uh, stories, storytelling aspects of, you know, adding some sound effects here, creating a mood and atmosphere for the listener. And, you know, almost like an audio book, I guess you could say. And uh, yeah, I just have really enjoyed doing it. Uh, over time, I have, I, I, and, and, you know, going back to what I was saying earlier about the, the whole storytelling aspect, us from the South, we can be some very uh, 
vivid characters at times. And uh, we, we, even though we have a, a very, what's the words I'm looking for? A very, uh, we have a past, we have a culture, but sometimes that past is not so kind. And it, we, I started out with my second podcast and I called it the Southern Spoonful. Now I started that with the idea of showcasing and kind of putting on display certain, uh, I guess you could say like restaurants and things uh, up front and kind of going around and interviewing those people, those owners and those chefs and, and what they had to offer us as consumers and uh, the, their whole story and learning their whole backstory and everything. And so what I eventually came to realize was that when I said spoonful, it was a number of different people, artists, musicians, um, that, like I said, the chefs, just, just everybody in general. And those of us like kind of what you're doing that have a story to tell. And so I kind of took it on the road. Um, literally, uh, earlier this year, I was going around to different restaurants. I was going around and visiting and doing in-person interviews with everybody. I had a great time doing it. Um, although when you're trying to do two podcasts and uh, podcasts and do uh, work a full-time job, it can take a toll on you. So I've kind of taken a break from that, but I just wrapped up with season one for the Southern Spoonful, and I just have enjoyed the uh, the people that I've that I've been introduced to. And the amount of knowledge and wealth and their stories that they had to, to tell as well. So I, I just really enjoy doing this all the way around. It, it has been a, a most definite experience. Yeah. So um, both podcasts, they're, they're, they're different podcasts, right? Yes. Um, one, okay, so the Southern, us, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the no, Southern Spectre. The Southern Spectre actually revolves around Southern-based paranormal. And so I threw in those legends, those myths, all that folklore into that podcast. Um, With the Southern Spoonful, like I said, it it just has to do with uh, artists and the restaurant owners and the chefs and those who love to create. So, yeah. Yeah. So when you do the paranormal, what type of stories are you talking about? Um. All right. Well, just the most basic ones that I like to talk about. I talk about the the boo hag, uh, for example, from Gullah Geechee culture. Um, that one has always kind of surprised me almost. Uh, it's very it's not a very fun story to hear, but it is it, it does give me the creeps, to be honest with you. But uh, it, it, it's a part of that culture, and I really do love digging into that. I've also told of the Gray Man of Polly's Island here in South Carolina. I've also told of uh, Lavinia Fisher, who was the claimed first woman serial killer in South Carolina. Yes. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some other ones that I'm more familiar with. Uh, I'll... I've, I've spoke of the lizard man. I know we all remember the lizard man from uh, uh, Scape or swamp down around. Uh, what was that? Bishopville uh, near Myrtle beach. And wow. uh, cause I remember that was crazy. Cause everybody was going, it was lizard mania there for a while. Lizard man for president and bumper stickers <laughs> and all that wild stuff. So yeah, it's, it, you know, these things have a, a way of 
you know, taking on a life of their own and just kind of running away with things. But it's interesting to see whether those, uh, whether those things are real or not. It's, it's interesting to hear the story behind them. So have you ever done one on Bigfoot? I have not because Bigfoot is a very wide topic. Literally. Uh, <laughs> my, my, uh, husband, my husband is on the lookout for Bigfoot. He, he wants to find Bigfoot and I laugh because he watches these shows and I'm like, let's go Sasquatching. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what are some other names for Bigfoot? I've heard, uh, you know, of course the Yeti, you have the, the, the skunk ape. Yes. Uh, <laughs> It, just a whole number of, of different uh, <laughs> names that they, that he likes to go by. But uh, yeah, I don't necessarily want to run into Bigfoot myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, not by a long shot. That is too funny. Okay. So what kind of um, feedback do you get off of these, off of these shows? What are, what are people saying about them? For the most part, it, it, it's all positive feedback. Uh, whether it's a story they've heard, uh, you know, once this is the first, their first time hearing the story or whether this is a story they've heard a number of times it, that's the good thing about storytelling. Even though you uh, have may have heard this story before, you've never heard me tell it. And so, you know, that's the great thing about storytelling and just some storytellers are better than others. And uh, just everybody has their own way about things, but yeah, for the most part, it's a positive feedback. Everybody loves learning about that kind of stuff. And in, for oddly enough, you know, uh, we as humans find that kind of stuff intriguing uh, and they they just kind of seek it out. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's been pretty uh, feedback's pretty good. So I, I can't complain at all. That's that's funny. My husband's watching. He said he can't wait to find Bigfoot from afar. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now podcasting has been around for a long time, but it's like a new era of podcasting is going on right now. And this is like a major time right now to just break into podcasting. So what made you go into podcasting opposed to writing and doing like fictional work? Um, well, that's a good question because I never actually gave any thought to writing until I actually started doing the podcast. And then the wife said, you know, you could be a writer. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Cause that's that much more work I'm going to have to do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's anything's, there's nothing that's, you know, it's all on the table at this point. And, uh, I wouldn't discredit, you know, doing anything like that, maybe a collaboration with someone and, uh, you know, doing something like that. I'm, I'm all about that. That that's, that's great stuff. But for the most part, um, I like the verbal, uh, storytelling aspect of everything because you can make it up, you know, sometimes you can add a little flair here and there. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to put your words down on paper, but if I'm not the one reading it back to you, you know, (laughs) absolutely. You know, um, I don't know if you go through anchor FM, but on anchor, you can actually, once you upload, you can, um, go to WordPress and it'll actually put it in a blog. So it'll come up on a blog and it's free. It automatically puts it in a digital blog for you. So that's kind of cool. We can talk about that later if you want to know more about it. 
Well, I, that, that is a tool that I just recently kind of picked up on. I've been trying to, for the most part, it did a majority of my episodes that way, but then there's some here that I've done recently that for whatever reason, it does not want to transcribe them. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So now Southern, the Southern spoon, um, spoonful, um, spoonful, when you went around and started talking to people, how did they embrace you when you came in, wanting to interview them? Were they like, um, opening um, and w- welcoming with open arms with it, or were they like, "What are you talking about? You want to come in and do what?" Or, you know, how do they take you? <laughs> uh, you know, we are living in different times now, and uh, for the most part, most everybody was more than willing to open their doors. Yeah, yeah, come on down. We'll plan a day. Uh, you can come in on you know such a date or whatever, and I'll maybe you I'll let you come in before the doors open. And that way we'll set us, we'll set um, aside some time to kind of have that conversation, um, you know, before, uh, before hours, opening hours actually start. Uh, I did have uh, some people were still at that point and I didn't want to make anybody feel uneasy, but uh, at some point, some people were, you know, still at that point where, Hey, let's do a remote interview. And I could understand given their current circumstances and that was not a problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's with everything that's going on, it's like good to have a little bit of fun and some humor and lightness oh, yeah. going on in the world today, because we I think sometimes we take things a little too serious and we need to be able to go off into a fairy tale world sometimes and 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 become a character or or look at things at a, at a different spectrum, maybe. So, <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, when when you laugh at yourself, nobody else can laugh at you. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me about um, these characters when you come up with them. Is it something that just pops in your head or do you sit and think uh, think them out like characters that aren't ready a character? Or is it characters that you invent also? Um, for the most part, no. Uh, everything I do as far as the Southern Spectre goes, th- it's all based on uh, some sort of culture or a recorded event, or, you know, just like with basic storytelling, a story that somebody heard uh, and has passed on to someone else. And now they're up there, they're retelling their story. And so, yeah, for the most part, I mean, yeah, it's kind of, some of it's actually based on fact. Some of it is a lot like the lizard man. And it is uh, unfortunately uh, a made up story. Uh, but it's a story nonetheless. Um, but yeah, some of, like I said before, some of our history and some of the things that have happened are not so kind to us as people as, and, uh, as well as just some of the things that I've had to read upon that it's just crazy to think actually occurred. And so, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed every aspect of it. Yeah. So would you mind sharing like, a crazy story, like a, a piece of a crazy story you, you've heard or would like to share. How cr- how crazy you want? <laughs> hey, get crazy! I don't care. Okay. It's your it's your time. It's your platform. Go for it. Okay, um, let's see. One of my favorites is the uh, is the legend of the Gray Man of Polly's Island. Now, Polly's Island is a sea island, a barrier island, right off the coast of South Carolina. Now, the crazy thing about it was 
a lot of people don't know exactly who it was that first inhabited the island, but it, a lot of folks believe it was a man by the name of Percival Polly, and he was one of the first to inhabit it there. Now, upon that time, uh, of course, a slew of other families moved onto the island. You know, one person moves, hey, we all got to move, right? So, oh, this is a better neighborhood. Let's move over here. So once they got there, uh, when you move to the coast, you're always going to experience storms and, uh, you know, bad weather, uh, just a lot more than most. And what ended up happening, this this prominent family that was living there on the coast at Pauly's Island, they had a young girl, uh, a daughter, a young daughter, and she was actually engaged from a to, to a gentleman from Charleston, South Carolina. And the story goes that he was actually riding horseback to see her at Pauly's Island. And on his way, whether he actually took a wrong turn or the horse got spooked, he, him and the horse actually ended up in a bed of quicksand. They quickly met their demise in the bed of quicksand. Now, once the once news got to his fiancee, of course, she was distraught with this news. And she actually went to the beach on Polly's Island to kind of mourn the loss of her fiancee. And while she was out there, she actually encountered a man who was dressed all in gray. Now, once she approached him, she looked up and she saw his face and she knew it at once that it was her fiance who had come back from death itself. And he warned them, said you and your family have to get off the Island as soon as possible. There's a bad hurricane heading this way and you've got to, you y'all have to move inland. And so the legend was that of course, back in those times, they took it as a very bad omen. And so they all moved inland a few days later. Sure enough, a storm passed by. After it passed by and they made their way back to their home, a lot of the homes there on the island had been completely destroyed. All homes, in fact, except for theirs. And so it's believed that if you ever encounter the gray man at Pauly's Island, that you're supposed to take it as a warning of an impending storm. And a lot of folks believe that if you do, your house will be spared. Now, the crazy part about it is over the past 200 years, five major hurricanes have made landfall at Polly's Island. And the gray man has been spotted before every single one. Hmm. And now there's houses that have been spared afterwards or there's people that talk about this afterwards. That's what they say. Um, around here, you actually see uh It'll make headlines, especially during hurricane season. If he's actually ever spotted, they'll report it on the news. They'll say, oh, you know, a security security camera or boardwalk camera caught what appeared to be the gray man out on the beach. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to be looking out for this. I'm going to have to be paying attention to see this because that's amazing. I mean, because sometimes you, you hear things and you think that they might be myths, but you just never know, right? And Absolutely. So, wow. So whatever happened to that family? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not 100% on that, but um, that's a definitely definitely a good question. Hmm, you have to look a little deeper into that and let us know. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> All right. So now what do you think your grandmother would think about your storytelling? I, I think she would uh, 
she would most definitely be proud of it. Uh, she, uh, like I said, there was a lot of stories that I heard, you know, while sitting in the back seat while she's driving and, you know, her and my grandfather sitting in the front seat and I'm just sitting back there listening to it. And I used to, even when I got older, um, you know, approaching my twenties, I, I, grandma, remember the stories you used to tell me, can you, can you tell them to me again? And she would, she would tell them to me again. And like one of the very first funny ones that I, I can think of, it's not really funny, but it just kind of sticks out in my, <laughs> <laughs> one, one that kind of sticks out is the fact that, um, she always used to tell me, see, she has a sister and her sister, in my opinion, looks, even though they're not twins, they look exactly alike. And she used to tell me my, my aunt actually has a, a mole on her face. And she used to tell me that's where the rooster spurred her when she was younger. I was like, do what? <laughs> that's where the roosters. <laughs> Grandma, are you sure about this? Is there, you know, medical science to back this up? But um, another one that really stuck out to me too, was that, you know, of course, back in those days, everybody used to say that, you know, I had to walk uphill 10 miles both ways in the snow, all that good stuff. Well, it was a, she used to tell me that they would work or they would go to school like a half a day and then they would make their way back home because they had chores to do too. And so they were like, you know, we are not going to run this household without y'all's help. So one day they were trying to make their way back home. And as they were, uh, now my grandma back then, you know, she had uh, several sisters and brothers and as she, as they were making their way, she used to, she said there was like a, a pile of old tin, like from an old shed out in the middle of the woods there and said a storm was coming up. And as it was coming up, the tin on the, on the, from the roof was like raising up with the wind as it, as it was blowing and it was tin rubbing on tin. And as it was, it was making like an eerie moaning sound. And they just said they all heard it and they just booked it back to the house. They, they swore up and down. It was a ghost. <laughs> you know, it's so funny how we get those stories because my mom used to tell me this story when I was a little girl about this tornado that because I live in Indiana. And so we sit in the, and they say they don't really get tornadoes. But anyways, my mom would tell me this story about this tornado that came and the tornado um, picked up either her or her sister. It depends on who's telling the story. <laughs> so whoever is telling you the story. So my mom would always tell me the story. And as I recall, mom would say that the tornado had got her sister and my mom would pull her sister's feet and pull her out of the tornado. But then <laughs> years later, my aunt was telling me this story about this tornado. And she said that the tornado got my mom and she pulled my mom <laughs> out of the tornado. Oh, my and word. So never have I got the two of them together to tell this story at the time, but they both tell this story. Depending on who's telling it, it's always the other one to save the other one from this tornado. So to this Imagine day, that. I don't know if there really was a tornado, but but my mom is the <laughs> younger sister, so my aunt swears that she's the older sister. She had to save the little sister, right? So right. you know, we all hear those stories that <laughs> that we grow up on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, yeah, and it's so, just crazy how they can, like I said before, take on a, a life of their own and they kind of grow over time and a little bit more detail, you know, gets added on top after every generation. And so, like you said, depending on who's telling the story, depends on what kind of version of the story you're going to get. 
Absolutely. You know, it's so funny because you just have me sitting here thinking about just growing up and hearing things because me and my mom, again, me and my mom, we used to make up these songs and I love to just sing and just make up songs. And so my mom used to sing this song to me all the time. And she told me she made a song up. And as I got older, remember before they had videos on television, you did, you know, and so one day I'm sitting there and they we have videos now. And this song that my mom made up, these people are on television singing this song. And I'm like, oh my God, mom, these people made your song. <laughs> she could tell me anything and I'd believe it, you know. I mean, seriously, that's how you know, until this day, in my mind, I guess I still believe that she made up that song and these people stole this song from her. <laughs> It it is amazing what you know older generations have uh, <laughs> what what they did to entertain themselves you know absolutely and, and so your mom's probably thinking she's like that that poor child still thinks that that <laughs> I made that song up yeah I mean because when that, I remember seeing it and I'm just like oh my god word for word mom. They they made they stole your song. You used to sing this song to me. You told me you made that song up, and now they're on television with a video singing your song. So I mean, you know, you'd be like, if it's a fly on the wall, they done stole your song. But it's so great though that you have that, and that's what we our foundation is built off of stories. Absolutely. And again, you know, we all have a story. We all come from some kind of background. We all have a foundation and that's what we're built on. And so it's great to be able to reminisce and have those memories. And that's what the good times and the memories are based off of. So it's great Absolutely. that you are able to turn that into something that gives you joy and brings you happiness. And so um, what does it really do for you to be able to bring this to life? Well, for the most part, uh, because there are only so many stories that are based here in the South, even though we have a bunch of them, a lot of them I have covered in the past, um, or at least I think I have anyway. Um, now I'm sure there's probably some stones unturned, uh, that I have yet to find, but for the most part, it takes me, uh, probably a good week, maybe two weeks to develop a story. Um, it depends on how much I want to tell. Because uh, some of it may not be relevant. Some of it just may be, I feel like it can't be, I can't really credit it so so much, you know. And so what I'll do is actually go out now. I'll pull from maybe three or four different sources and try to um, kind of work out what, what's on, laying underneath, so to speak. And then I, I usually, you know, rewrite it you know, myself and put my own little spin and flair on it. And then, you know, just kind of go from there. And like I said, when I, when I actually tell the story, if you go and have a listen, it's like, it, it's, I don't know. I, I like to make it up a little bit, you know, put a little theater behind it. And like I said, you know, I, I want, when people listen, I, I want people to like, think, you know, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, you know, the crypt keeper. I know everybody yeah. knows him, you know, something that really just gives you the chills, you know, like almost to the point where am I even supposed to be listening to this at this point? So, Yeah. That's funny. You say that. Cause the other night I was watching, I turned on the twilight zone and I'm cracking <laughs> up because I'm just like, when I was a little girl watching it, it was like creepy and scary, but I'm watching yep. it now. Like, Oh my God, this is so not real. 
But to <laughs> see pictures with it, it's one thing. But I think to hear your voice with that Southern accent and you telling these stories, I can only imagine that it is just like really fascinating to hear you tell these stories. So I can't wait to really get to listen to your podcast and hear your stories and hear how you tell them. Well, if you do, let me know what you think. Um, I definitely will. I'll leave you a review. Definitely. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, they. Uh, it, it's funny because, like I said, I was so scared at the beginning when I first got into it until I found my voice. And once I did, that's the first thing everybody tells me. Oh, my God, you have the perfect voice for this. I'm like, no, I have the perfect settings on my computer for this is what I have. But <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, I mean, I've I've enjoyed doing this, um, uh, you know, collaborating with different people like yourself and uh, being able to go and tell some of my stories on other podcasts and having people on my podcast to do the same. And uh, it, it's it, it's kind of wild because uh, to a certain extent, I've never met a group of people as willing to help each other out as the. Uh, amateur podcaster. I mean, everybody's willing to lend that information. Everybody is willing to, oh, you need somebody to, you know, oh, I'll, I'll give you a plug on my show or, I'll, you know, yeah, you're more than welcome to come on my show. I'll give you a shout on, on Instagram or whatever the case may be. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I, like I said, I've, you know, I've, I've been on the side of the road, uh, with a, you know, uh, a flat tire and, and, and no spare before and nobody wants to stop to help. And then like, when you get into this group, it's like, everybody wants to stop to help. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a nice change of pace. It is. It is. It, do, it does. It. It's encouraging and it's uplifting and it feels good. And like you said, it's a change of pace and it's a break from the norm and you're actually bringing something different. And it's, it doesn't matter how many podcasts there are out there. Everybody is bringing something different that someone can get something out of. And so depending on what kind of day you're having, you can turn on your show and hear a story that's like, wow, I never knew that. Or, you know, you can find out something interesting or hear a story that just takes your mind off of whatever it is you're going through. And and you can be enlightened. And just like this story, it's about talking about why you like to tell your story, you know? And so it's, it's a good way to be able to, showcase your talent and to just be able to have a voice. And, and, you know, I think we need that outlet. And uh, what does your wife think about it? Oh, she, uh, she, she's definitely uh, my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. Uh, She thought I was a little nuts at, at first. She's like, are you sure you want to do this? I was like, why not? Everybody, anybody else can do it. Why not? I throw my hat in the ring. And she said, uh, she said at one point, I think about six months into it, she said, have you made any money off of this thing? I said, no. She said, well, congratulations. You have a really expensive hobby. I was like, well, thanks. <laughs> that is too funny. So have you put a lot into it? Would you say? Um, financially? No, not, not a whole lot. Not, not as bad as I could have, but, uh, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's the one, that's the, great thing about today's environment in today's world we have youtube we have uh people like me and you that are willing to help and to give that bit of knowledge that one piece of information because you can scour the depths of the internet for hours upon hours trying to find out that one critical piece of information you're looking for and not discover it but then you ask the right question or ask the right person and you're like oh you got to do this and it's yeah. It, it's crazy, but yeah, I did a lot, all my research and everything beforehand. And, you know, I said, this sounds like a lot, but I think I could do it. And so yeah. I just, I just, 
you know, just gave it a shot. I always say I'm an accidental podcaster because I had no clue what I'm doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. And just like you, it's been a year into this thing. And when I, I'm like, put me on a stage, give me a microphone. I can go all day long. Put me in front of a camera. And I'm like, yeah, no. But I mean, I started out with a phone and that's all I knew what to do with. And then I moved up and I got uh, um, a camera. And then my nephew went to the military and he gave me this brand new Yeti microphone. I was like, oh, and as you saw when we got on, I'm like, I don't even know how to work the thing half the time, but it works. So we'll get it together at some point. And I used to be this person where I felt like everything had to be just right. If it wasn't right, it wasn't working and I'd freak out. But what I've come to learn is nothing's perfect. Nothing is going to be 100% all the time. And that's what I love about what I do now is you can be your real authentic self. And I, I like to record the shows live just because I, it gets me out of my comfort zone. And not only that, it's not about me. I give other people opportunity to be in the spotlight. Plus, when you put it on the podcast, nobody sees what, what you've done if you've messed up or not. You can, <laughs> you can fine tune all that stuff. And when it goes on the podcast... Nobody knows. And so and, you know, and people listen because, again, people want to hear things. They want to get yeah. a different take on things. They want to have different ideals. And everybody's going through something and they they want to know different ways of doing things. And so I appreciate you for taking the time out to say, hey, I want to talk about what I love. I like telling stories. Stories are our way to communicate. And you're right. I don't think we do it enough. I think that. Um, they say testimonies are good for the soul. And I think that's another way of of storytelling. Storytelling is like a testimony. It's, it's yes. telling your life. It's, it's, it's just putting it into words and those words have action. And then as you tell the story, you can see it in your mind. You can visualize like what yep. you're talking about, what's going on, put yourself in that situation, you know? So Absolutely. I, I think it's great. I think it is. Um. You know, that's one thing, too, is that uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but it's almost therapeutic. And mm -hmm. I've gotten to the point now that, when, you know, once you set those schedules and you, you get the used to, you know, going out and and sitting down and recording, whether you keep that recording or not, but just to sit down by yourself and, or to talk with someone, you know, carry on a conversation like you are now. And then, you you know, you turn around, it, it, it kind of lifts a weight, you know, whether you know you have that weight on your chest or not, it, it, it's kind of therapeutic almost where I'm like, you know, this is, it's kind of what I do. Cause like, if I'm having a bad day, I'll head straight to the computer, pull up, you know, turn on my microphone and just see what comes out and, you know, yeah. see what happens. And I may or may not use it. I may use it later in a show. I, I just, I just never know. It just depends on sometimes it's good to just speak your mind. Yeah. And that's another positive outlet because, again, I mean, we even see in the Olympics that mental health is um, on the rise with these come to the forefront with these issues that people are having. And we're finally starting to actually talk about it. And I know like back in our grandmother's day, people tried to brush that stuff under the rug. We didn't want to talk about it. And oh, yeah. we've got an uncle that's sick. We don't want to talk about our sick uncle. You know, they, they would say that or cover it up. But now we're 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 not just making light of it, but we're bringing full attention that, you know, mental health doesn't have a certain look. 
it doesn't have a certain color. We're all affected by it in some kind of way. And we need an outlet. We need a way to unplug. We need a way to just stop and take a break. And some people turn to things that aren't good for them. And what better way to have an outlet than to say, you know, I'm going to use my voice. But not only that, you're helping someone in that. You're helping yourself, but you're helping others. And when you're helping others, it comes back to you. So that's a blessing within itself. It's a twofold win-win for everybody. So that that's a great thing that you're doing, sharing yourself yeah. and, and that helps. So, yeah. And, and, you know, like you said, it is it, like you just said, sharing yourself and, and in a way, this is a part of me because, you know, if it hadn't have been for my grandmother, if it hadn't have been for those stories she told that I would never be where I'm at now, you know, and so just something so small way back when to pique my interest then, you know, has created something as, you know, I wouldn't say big, but, you know, hey, I, it's a it's a it's a step in the right direction yeah. of, you know, to where I'm at now. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. Like I said earlier, you know, just just the, the whole community of podcasters. And it's amazing what we can what we can just a little bit of us like that can do. And. Kind of like yours, my podcast was born out of the pandemic, and uh, I wasn't stuck at home. I was not, I, I never, thankfully, I never stopped working. It's just, I was like, you know what? I think I want to do this. Uh, what better time than now? And uh, and I think that's what the pandemic has done for a lot of folks. It's made them realize, you know, how short life and our time here on this earth can be. And they were like, you know what? It's time for me to act. And yeah. uh you know, I'm like, why not? You know, there's other people that have uh, tried a lot harder, uh, a lot bigger things and have failed. You know, if I if I do this and it succeeds, great. People will know if, you know, if not, nobody's going to care. So it'll be all right either way. I know. I always say I was like, well, nobody's listening. And then I go, oh, people are actually listening. <laughs> you are right. You are right. You it's never where y'all been? Cause that don't, that don't for real. It's like a family reunion almost, yeah. you know, I'm like, I ain't yeah. seen you in ages, you know, I don't even know you, but yeah, it's the truth. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you one more story as, uh, yeah. it is one that I'm gonna give you one more story. And then, uh, yeah, I, you guys have to tell me what you think about this. Come on. Tell now, us this, the story. Okay. <laughs> let, let me, let me get, let me get in the mood here. Let me pull my Go mic. Right a little bit closer. <laughs> All right. So this one is actually comes from the Gullah Geechee culture and it's about the boo hag. Now the boo hag is to believed. Imagine a skinless vampire like creature. And this is believed, you know, like most folks, you know, if you, if you led a good life, a lot of people believe you would go to heaven, but if you led a bad life, the gull actually believed that you would actually remain here on earth as a boo hag. And the, yeah. <laughs> that might be worse than hell. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. The look on your face kind of <laughs> took me by surprise, but the boo hag. Yeah. Have you ever heard the expression, the hags riding you? Yes, actually that's, I have. I've that's heard where that. that that's that's where that comes from. And it's an experience. A lot of people chalk it up to sleep paralysis. Okay. But 
but what it is is a lot of people will wake up and they will it's like they they know they're awake they're not dreaming but they feel like a tremendous weight on their chest and that's what they I mean by before uh-oh I don't want I don't uh, want the boo hag now. Come on, no. tell me the story. I can uh uh-uh, uh I ain't trying to be here with the boo hag now. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right, I'm gonna tell you how to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago, my old old days. I'm I'm in the new day now. <laughs> That's right. So they believe that this, you know, this is a person and can walk around just like me or you, and they actually can possess, you know, like a human type skin that they it's like a skin suit that they put on during the day and so they walk about just like me and you and so what ends up happening is it is believed that salt paint blue paint and um broomsticks uh like straw brooms and uh colanders will keep the boo hag at bay now, the boo hag is said, like I said before, it's supposed to sit on your chest while you sleep and suck your soul or your life force out of your body while you sleep. So if you wake up in the morning and you feel tired, lethargic, but yet you had a good, you know, you think you had a good night's rest, maybe you were paid a visit by a boo hag. Now, like I said, it's believed that you're supposed to, don't freak out on me yet. <laughs> it's believed that if you put, you got to paint your ho- your porch or your your door, the door frame, uh, paint blue, and that's supposed to ward off evil spirits. Uh, it's also believed that if you put salt around your bed, it's supposed to keep the the boo hag at bay. And now, see, because when salt a, or kosher salt, I don't think it matters. <laughs> <laughs> the cheapest bottle of Morton's you can find. Okay. <laughs> and uh, because see the the way the salt works is. You actually, like I said, these are skinless creatures. So if it's something is skinless like that, you have exposed uh, membranes, uh, membranes. Mm. And so if you were to put salt on an open wound, it hurts. And so, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to keep them at bay like that. And so another thing is you put a, you find a broom, a straw broom with as many straw bristles on the end as possible. Or you can use a colander with as many holes as possible. You set that outside of your door, your bedroom door at night. And so if you are being paid a visit by a boo hag, boo hag will actually, they're known to be curious creatures. So they will stop and count every straw bristle in the broom. Same with the holes in the colander. They will count every hole in the colander before moving on. So, Hmm. I I find wow. it a very strange uh, legend, but one I love nonetheless because it is on that darker side of things. But on the same hand, it's kind of like who thought that they saw a boo hag at one point? You know, this thing had to come from somewhere. And so it, it kind of makes you think, you know, somebody had to have an experience with this at one point or another. So did they actually see it or did they just, think they felt the presence of it well one story i've heard is that there was a gentleman you know they all lived out in the country and there was this young gentleman and he had his eye on a pretty single gal that lived down on the other end of the road now his buddies all got together and told him say hey buddy you don't want to mess with her we telling you you don't want to mess with her and he was just like look i'm young 
I'm single and it's time for me to take a wife. He said, I've got my eye on her. And he's they like, no, you don't want to do that. Well, against his buddy's better judgment, he started beginning to kind of slowly come around and kind of uh kind of kind of dropping by unexpectedly, you know, all that kind of good stuff. And she kind of took the liking him. Well, the next thing you know, they would they had wound up uh courting and then they ended up getting married. So once they got married, he woke up one night and his wife wasn't in the bed. He looked all over the house, couldn't find her, opened the door, walked around the house, couldn't find her. He said, well, that was where in the heck is she at? So he waited, waited, waited. She never came. And so finally he said, the heck with it. He went back to sleep. So when he went back to sleep, he woke up the next day and his wife was in the bed. And so he said, she said, where was you at? last night and she said oh i just went out on a little walk i just couldn't sleep so i just went out on a little walk and he said oh okay okay so a few nights later same thing happened he woke up couldn't find his wife roamed around roamed around couldn't look look for her couldn't find her he asked her again the next morning where was you at oh i was out walking okay so then he took it to his problem to his buddies and he said hey i think my wife's cheating on me she is I wake up in the middle of the night and she's nowhere to be found. He said, man, we tried to warn you of this. You married a boo hag. And they were like, do what? I said, yeah, you married a boo hag. He said, what do you mean? What do I do? How do I get rid of her? And so they told him what to do. And said, first of all, you go out in the yard and you get your big cast iron, like cauldron and you boil up. You get that fire as hot as you possibly can. And you boil up some tar. And so, he was supposed to boil up a whole bunch of tar out in outside of the home. And so then he was supposed to, his buddies told him, said, you've got to find the skin suit that it wears during the day. Said, once you find that, you'll know where it's at and you got to go and you got to find you a whole bunch of salt. And they said, he said, okay, I think I can do that. So the next night he woke up and she wasn't in the bed. He searched the whole house until he finally found its skin suit. When he found out where she puts it, when she leaves, he said, you know, I can, you know, now I know to salt it. I know where it's at. So he set his plan in motion and he went out there before bedtime and he started this big old pot of, of, of tar and he went and he Oh, baby, I'm so tired. I'm going to go to bed early tonight. And so he went, he laid down. Well, of course, she laid down with him. But before long, she got up out of bed, shed her skin suit, placed it where she did, and then went off into the night. Now, he found the skin suit. He took all that salt he had purchased, and he just lined the entire suit with salt. He put it back in where he found it. And then he went out there, tended to the to the uh, pot of tar and then he come back inside. So he pretended like he was asleep, but when his wife come in and of course all he could see, he couldn't see his wife. All he saw was this nasty looking skinless creature roaming about his house. And so the next thing, you know, she goes and puts on the skin suit. And when she does that's that salt made, you know, it just kind of started constricting around her and she started going nuts. He pushes her out the window into the boiling pot of tar. And that was the end of that. So he got rid of her one way or the other, but it's, it's a story I've heard uh, several times. Now it's just, 
I, like I said, I don't know if there's any truth behind it, but someone had to experience something like that to uh, believe in that uh, that much, even to the point where I had actually went and did an interview uh, with a production company in Savannah, Georgia. And it was the name of the production company is called the Savannah underground. Now what they do is they put on a, a play and they usually tell different Southern stories and tales, kind of like what we're talking about now, uh, kind of on the darker side of the South's history. And so one of the stories they tell is the boo hag and I actually got to do an interview with one of the actresses there uh, in the production company. And she was telling me that they had actually went to Charleston to try and do research for that story, for that role. And they actually said they were actually speaking with Gullah Geechee uh, uh, members of the Gullah Geechee community and said, nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to address it. They, because they believe in it that much. And they I said, that is wow. no, that, because even, by speaking about it, they believe that they could bring a boo hag about their home or upon them. And I, yeah, I don't blame them either. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so my thing is this buddies, you tell me after the fact she's the boo hag. Why didn't you tell me she was the boo hag before you let me marry? <laughs> you warned me she was no, not right, but you didn't say she was the boo hag. <laughs> like, That's right. Yeah. If you had just told me that up front, I I, I probably would. I would just said, yeah, you're yeah. right. And I how, did they know? how did they know who she was? And he did. Like, That's a good on. question. That's a good question. <laughs> But it was one night, it was late years ago, and I had one too many drinks, and <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, though. I mean, you just never know. I mean, you just never know these days, because... I remember it's so funny because I think about this when I was little, you hear sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. And now all of a sudden here's bed bugs. Now, come on. I don't remember seeing bed bugs when I was a kid, but now bed bugs are running rampant. Did we manifest these things or what? What, where'd they come from? I have no idea. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, they, they had to come from somewhere. Well, see, you, you got the, I've heard the bed bugs thing, but what my grandma, my other grandma used to tell me was, uh, all right, now you better go to sleep. Red eyes and bloody bones is going to get you. I'm like, great. Now I got to sit up here in bed thinking about a bunch of red eyes and bloody bones staring out the window at me. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to sleep real good. Thanks, grandma. (laughs) I never go to sleep. See, and and the thing I was going to say earlier is your grandma taught you some good lessons and told you some good stories. They say raise a child as they should grow when they get older, they won't depart from it. And you didn't depart. You're telling these stories. But they scar us. They tell us these things that's ingrained in us. And then we grow up and we have children and we pass this mess to our kids. So some of this stuff, I was thinking, I'll tell my kids stuff and I go, you know what? I'm going to quit it. I'm going to quit doing you like my parents did me. I'm going to quit telling you stuff about these long walks we used to have to take. We drive cars now, kids. I'm just <laughs> like, we just, we do. We do. But you got to pay for right. your own gas now. How you do that, I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but the stories are what makes us, the, it's the fabric of our life. It really is. And so 
Who are we without stories? Who are we without being able to say, I remember this one time or back in my day, or did you know? Because there's a lot of truth. And, and I, I've always heard that truth is stranger than fiction. And, you know, sometimes people will believe a lie before they believe the truth. But sometimes the truth is like, wow. I think we're close. Hang on a second. Are you with me? I am. I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. Okay. We froze up there for a minute, but I think we're back. Okay. So did you hear yeah. what I said about truth being stranger than fiction? I did not, unfortunately. Okay. I said, you know, I said, sometimes people will believe a lie before they believe the truth, but sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. You're and right. it's like, wow, that really happened. That really is the truth. And yeah. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, some things you just can't make up. And when someone tells you something, you know, it's like amazing. But you are a great storyteller. And I'm glad that you have graced my show with the, your stories. And I know people are going to get a treat when they listen to your podcast. And they are going to get some history. They're going to get some myths and magic and some facts. I mean, yeah. because like you said, there is some truth to these stories. There. I mean, I've heard about the lizard man. And so I believe the lizard man is real. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and the boo hag. I mean, I can tell you, I, I haven't seen the boo hag. I don't want to see the boo hag, but I have had encounters nope. where I have experienced not being able to move. And I've had other people say the same thing where they woke up and they've not been able to move. It's like something has been holding them down and they're, they've not been able to move. Now, what brings it on? I don't know. I don't want to find out. I <laughs> I know now what to do to get rid of it. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to know what to bring it on. But, you know, it's great that you um, are researching this and you're finding out this information. But not only do you have one podcast two podcasts, but you're working on a third podcast. So before we jump out of here, would you mind enlighten us on this third podcast you're working on? Unfortunately, I can't do that. Um, <laughs> I, I will, I will, I'll give you a little, I'll give you as much as I can, but okay, think back, yeah. but, but think back to uh, the eighties uh, things of your eighties, your childhood, and then kind of combine that with horror. Um, think of, uh, Think of this as part fiction, uh, part truth, um, uh, based on real experiences, I guess you could say. And so it's kind of going to be a mix of the two. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I would love to be able to give more away, but uh, until you don't have to, everything's that's good. Enough. Leave them in until suspense it's so that way they'll right. want to come looking for you. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you got because now I believe that gets people anxious and now they'll want to know more. So now they'll want to come looking for you, but they don't have to come looking for you. Tell them where to find you. Um, You guys can find me. I'm on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere where you can find podcasts, even as far as Pandora and uh, Amazon. You can uh, if you want to go straight there and pick whichever link you'd like to choose from, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Southern Spectre. And uh, yeah, you can listen to me there, but yeah, like I said, I'm on most major platforms. So. All right. And so do you, when you go around to the restaurants, do you just do that in your local area? How far out do you go? 
Um, well, actually, I was traveling uh, as far as Charleston, so I was going about an hour and a half, two hours away. Okay. All right. So you never know where you might pop up. I mean, hey. Never. Well, never you are doing. You're doing an awesome job. I do think you have the voice for it. And I think you're going to do phenomenal things, telling stories and doing your podcast. And I mean, like I said, I can barely keep up with the one and you've got two and a third in the making. I mean, you are just doing amazing things. So continue to do what you're doing. Continue to um, tell your grandma stories because, I mean, there's nothing like a grandma story. I'm telling you. (laughs) You're right. You are right. So is there anything else that you would like um, the world to know about you? Because I'm telling you what, this um, podcast, I've reached people all over. And and it's so many people that I've come in connection with. And so you never know who's listening and who's watching. So what do you want people out here to know about you and, and why they should listen? Um, well, uh, you never know what you're going to hear on my podcast, the Southern Spectre. You never know what you're going to hear. I may be talking about a horror movie or a horror uh, franchise one day. I may be talking about the boo hag one day. I, uh, most recently I've actually incorporated my last episode, actually incorporated actual evidence that has been taking place around me lately. So that is like one of my most it's pretty intriguing. Uh, some weird stuff has been going on here. Matter of fact, I'm recording in me and the wife's closet right now. And uh, even where I'm sitting, better not talk about it too much. But <laughs> even where I'm sitting at right now, some uh, things uh, were happening. I was actually on another show a couple of weeks ago. And then last week, the lady actually uh, notified me that we actually caught something else here in my closet speaking into the microphone. Mm. <laughs> I, I ain't got enough it. room. I ain't got enough room in my bed for another for a boo hag. So that okay, ain't <laughs> you better get you some salt, some brooms, some colander. <laughs> Sing right. you some songs. Do what you got to do. <laughs> get them out of there. Leave the whole That's house. Cool. What they say? Don't throw the baby away with the bathtub water. Yeah, well, baby and bathtub gotta go. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, you know what? It's really been a pleasure having you on. And it's I've enjoyed having you on because I love stories and I just I love hearing stuff. And and you know my faces. I just can make some crazy faces anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've enjoyed being here and thank you for having me on. It has it's definitely been a pleasure. I've enjoyed every every moment of it. Absolutely. Anyway, we can help each other out. I'm here for it. And so let me know. But hang out for just a second while I get us out of here. Hey, people, this is a new day and a new age. We do things differently nowadays. And so we are connected all over the world in all kind of ways. And so wherever you are, you don't have to be down and out. You can tap in and you can listen and you can hear a story that will lift your spirits right up. And if you are in a place that you don't want to be, you can listen to a story that can take you somewhere else. And then you can come back and start all over again because life is what you make it. You don't have to be lost and alone in this world because everybody has a story. So whatever your story is, whatever you're going through, it's not as bad as the boo hag. You got real skin. You got real skin you're walking around here in. You got a real soul and you got a real heart. 
So get up and do something with it. Because remember, you were created with a purpose. So you might as well be great. Go ahead and check out the Southern Spectrum and the Southern Spoon on the Southern Spoonful podcast. And then stay tuned for what he's got coming up because you never know what you might hear, what you might learn. And he just might find Bigfoot while he's at it. You never know. I'm just saying. If I do, I'm bringing him to your husband. So please don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go Sasquatching. I really don't. (laughs) He's the one that wanted to meet him. We got, we found him in one little town we was in, and that was enough for me. He was on a little pole, and he got to take a picture of it. That was enough. Now, you're good. Keep it moving. Now, the the real deal come out, Mm -mm. because I was heard that he can, he can do telepathy, so he can go from here to there. He don't run. He just can, Mm mm-mm. No, and I don't have the disappearing um, thing yet, so no. I don't know. I, I, no, no, thank you. Nope, nope. I'll just stay right here where I'm at. You can keep it. If you find him, tell me about it. I'll listen I to sure the will. story. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, God bless you. You have a good evening. And everybody else, be mindful and be blessed. And thank you for watching us tonight. And we'll see you again real soon. And come back again for tomorrow night when I will be talking about my mindful journey. Until then, have a good evening. Thank you. And give me a second and we will be out. Okay.